0: allergies I don't know why I don't know how I have my suspicions Uh, if you followed my blog a couple of years ago I'm not sure if it was last year or two years ago that I wrote a rather lengthy post about having allergies in Beijing Uh, I've never had these attacks before uh, allergic rhinitis but um, it seems to happen here in Beijing and I'm not sure if it's because of the compound I live in Because of the pollution, although I don't remember it happening when I was living in Haidian District. It's only happened when I've been living in the uh, Chaoyang District. So, what is causing it? I don't know. Uh, I suspect it's something that happens when the weather changes, and specifically how that weather change affects my apartment. Now, whether it's like the the dust accumulation or something else, I don't know, or the pollen, uh, because I have a lot of trees outside, and I'm not sure if there's certain. flowers or uh, not just flowers but like weeds or anything that grow at certain times of the year in Beijing Uh, and so since I've never lived in this sort of area before I kind of I I don't know exactly what's causing it I remember looking up uh, allergens that are active in Beijing uh, that commonly active and one of one of them is ragweed but it seems like such a, a common allergen that I'm not even sure if it would be what's causing such issues for me. So thankfully it doesn't happen very often um, but uh, I have noticed that I do have more allergy attacks here in Beijing than I have had in other places. I remember back in Canada though August was always the month that harvest would begin and since in my hometown it was surrounded by farms all that dust that was getting um sort of uh, pushed up brought up um mixed up um into the air it would just go across my hometown and that and it was hay fever the in in Canada I mean that was simple enough but in Beijing the farms aren't close enough to cause hay fever I'm not gonna lie so it's got to be something else um yeah, but so that's what I've been suffering with, so in, in case you wonder why my voice is a little bit different today, I do have some old allergy medicine, I'm not sure if this stuff sort of declines over time, like I have Arius, uh, no more Claritin, Claritin's the, uh, probably the better one I think, um, and yeah there is some uh, over-the-counter Chinese like a, a spray that I have as well, that works as well, it, It's but I mean the, you're spraying stuff up your nose and it's kind of gross. More gross than me talking about it, let's put it that way. Anyway, so allergies are sort of um, taking hold right now. And Yes. Anyway, so it's the end of August. Uh, I couldn't believe it, though. Um, they said that the school season, uh, the school semester starts tomorrow, September 1st, but I saw kids getting dropped off at the school today. So I don't know. Is they, are they getting dropped off and they, they're locked up for the next year or something? I don't know. Or the first semester. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, it's. I guess they're back to uh, back to school. Uh, and it looks as if the private tuition industry is all... It's not dead. It's got to change a little bit. They are sort of uh, changing their approach. They're not going to be targeting... Basically, they can't target core subjects anymore. And what that means, uh, anything that is being taught at elementary school, like primary or secondary school, they can't teach outside of regular class hours Uh, or what sorry they can't teach it they have to get a license to teach it they have to be approved licensed and have licensed teachers and everything teaching these subjects if they're going to teach anything that is uh, taught as a core subject at the schools now this you know how do you get around this well one word I heard bandied about was vocational so instead of it being a core subject you make it vocational whereas you're making more of an effort to make things practical so instead of teaching english per se you'd be teaching i don't know humanities or programming or i don't know car repair but you do it in english covering those sorts of ideas so th- that's one idea i heard bandied about not that i'm looking to get into it uh, at all but uh yeah so that seems to be <laughs> going around um Going around now, I guess, with the, uh, the start of the uh, school semester. September looking pretty light. October looking probably equally light. Uh, I am looking to get out of town for a few, couple weeks, I guess. Maybe not at the beginning of National Day. So Chinese National Day is uh, the first until well the 7th officially. But they usually uh, make it work so it's the first till the 10th. You usually have about 10 days off. Uh, in a row now depending on the company um, they may or may not have work available for you so if you work October 1st, 2nd, 3rd you have to get paid overtime like time and a half or I can't remember what it is Um, most companies won't do it some companies will um, like Starbucks would do it McDonald's would do it they wouldn't care I mean they're going to see more business on those days than if they didn't if they weren't open right but other companies, they'll shut down for October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then open up again October 4th, and although that October 4th is still considered a part of the national holiday, companies aren't obligated, it's not compulsory for them to take those days off, so you'll see companies starting to send their uh, people out to work October 4th on the morning, basically, or in the morning, um, and then, yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll be working three days after or like the day after the, um, the the national day sort of ends basically the morning after uh but yeah so that's uh, that's coming up and then i guess october is going to be a bit of a light month as well uh, i'll be out of town for a couple weeks probably hopefully i just signed a new contract so it looks like i'm gainfully employed for another year yay me and i've also uh, finally remitted the first installment of my next contract for my apartment so yay me i have a place to live for the next three months uh (laughs) which i'm guessing a lot of people don't have to deal with these sorts of decisions and probably have other decisions to deal with but this is the some this is an annual decision an annual uh concern i have i guess you'd say because you never know operational needs might change People's opinions might change, they might want to sell, they might want to move, they want might want to shrink, or, you know, um, sh- shrink costs, basically. Who knows what could happen? So that, I mean, anyway, I'm secure for another year. Secure in the fact that, contractually speaking, I have a place to live and work. Now, whether or not it <laughs> plays out for another year, who knows? That's another question of being an expat. <laughs> Oh, the joys of traveling, of working and traveling, right? Um, other than that, yesterday night, I spent the evening taking my time, and i found, uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, that I'm working on some Blender projects. So I'm learning this open source 3D modeling program called Blender. Uh, and last night, and I, I bought a few courses on Udemy, and I've been following along with them, uh, and I think they're great. They do go a little bit fast sometimes, but to be fair, Blender overall and 3D modeling software, I mean, this could be anything, like uh, even if it's After Effects or Maya or Cinema 4D or any, any sort of 3D uh, modeling program, I wouldn't have the uh, a clue how to use because I've never used them before. So I've been working on those. And with this Blender one, last night, I finally sat down and I did. I, I made my own little project i I made a well now this well was pretty much a duplicate of what one of the, the tutors had shown but i did it without referencing the video which i'm quite proud of all it was was basically a practice in duplicating the objects within the scene so you start with a cube you flatten that out to what looks like a brick you make another brick you create like a, a triad or a trio of bricks and you copy paste copy paste copy duplicate 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 you create your your first layer of the well then you stack you duplicate that layer five times and likewise you create some beams so that's another cube you um, ec- extend it or you shrink it you scale it uh, and so it was practice basically duplicating objects and Uh, scaling them to a a certain size. And uh, I was actually kind of impressed that, I mean, it mostly looks like a well. I don't know if um, it would be a very effective well, but it was well enough done that I was like, hey, look at that. It actually looks like a well. You could use this in a book as like an ESL book. That'd be like, hey, if you need to actually ever point out what a well looked like, that would do it. That would do the job. So yay me uh, a little bit a little bit of success with uh, the blender project so far. Currently, I'm working on a, a set of dice uh, that I want to get done, um, which is it's, it's it's I mean a bit simpler, but uh, the methodology of the couple of different courses because I bought a, a courses from a few different people, um, and this one is a little bit uh, he's a bit more slow going. Uh, but uh, he focuses a lot more on environments, which is what we're going to get to uh, later on. So uh, it's kind of neat to uh, uh, take a look at that. I see, him still sniffling. Um, other than that, this morning, spent a good amount of time on Chinese. Um, and that's because I didn't have to work. And I found that if I don't have to work, I can commit more time to studying Chinese. Like, specifically sitting down in the morning and just going through... Actually, sorry, not even sitting down... I, on my, I, I go for a morning walk, and it's about 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long, and the way that I pace that walk, I try to get out there a lot earlier than I used to. I get out there 10 to 7, 7 o'clock. The reason why is because there's fewer people around, and that way I don't have to look where I'm going as much, and that way I can be on my phone, uh, going through my apps. I'm using Memrise to do uh, a lot of character recognition, so that's spaced repetition, uh, practice that uh, a lot of people talk about. So that's what I'm doing when I'm walking. That's 20 minutes. And with the HSK-5 characters that I've been focusing on, all I want to do, I want to get through them as quick as possible, but with this Memorize app, it slows you down in that you repeat so many of them that it almost becomes second nature or very natural to respond. Like, what's, what are these characters? How do you translate this? Um, what, what are... How does this sound? Or what did you just hear? Sort of thing. Which characters did you hear being spoken? So it's good in that regard that uh, I'm able to just bang through these characters and keep on repeating them, keep on going through them. I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing for Russian as well. A lot of Russian verbs I'm going through. Uh, just to practice those, uh, The uh, uh, just expanding my vocabulary in Russian, basically. But I, I reserve that for Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Whereas Chinese i think i gotta make it an everyday thing now if i want to get through these characters as soon as possible uh given that i want to have this test done and over with uh by early 2022 i guess i'm just gonna have to make it something that i sit down and do every day 20 minutes 25 minutes go through my characters and that's it like just keep on repeating looking at them going through the different apps the other thing I did this morning I wrote out some of my class notes uh, which is, again, I do this for writing practice to make writing the simple Chinese characters easy and I don't mean like uh, simplified Chinese I mean that when you when a, 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 an easy word is spoken like a right now I want to be able to write that down without even thinking what goes into the characters I want to be able to do that um, one of the yet more complicated ones that I can think is that that is commonly spoken shui jiao to, to go sleep to sleep shui jiao but shui jiao it requires a bit more like you look at it and go ah it looks like a complicated character until you break it down and you're like wait a minute it's not that complicated it does require a, a knowledge of how the stroke order goes to make sure that you get all of them in the, in the right place but you can work up to that um i don't know it's at this point i sort of wonder how accurate i'll ever be with chinese writing like will i ever actually be able to reach native or natural proficiency in the language as i do with english could i even do this with a russian so i don't know I'm starting out right now, I mean, spending six years on Chinese so far, a year on Russian or a couple months officially on Russian in terms of having a teacher, Uh, but uh, in terms of working on Russian, I've been doing that on and off for the last few years already. So how much proficiency can I expect? Can I reasonably expect over the next little while up until I write the uh, HSK-5 test? So that's kind of been keeping me busy every morning. I'm just gonna start doing my characters, I'm gonna write out my class notes, uh, write out basic sentences, uh, and then also I've been reading a little bit more, which I, I am finding a lot easier now than I did before. So this is good because I've been told the HSK-5 test is very much a speed reading test. So it's like, cause they just give you a paragraph of text, you gotta read through it, then you gotta read through the questions, read through all your options, and then if you don't know the answer, then you basically just move on to the next question already. That, that's kind of how it was explained to me. That was my interpretation of what they were saying anyway. Um, but yeah, a lot. it's going to be a lot of text, a lot of reading. Um, and I know that the spoken Chinese is a lot faster than uh, it is in HSK4 and definitely faster than HSK3. That being the case, I did start out at HSK2 four years ago. And of three years ago, four years ago. And now I have the HSK5 books going through those vocabs. And I've been looking at the HSK6 books wondering just how much do I already know. Anyway, so that's what I've been uh, focusing on. The other thing that uh, has been keeping me busy is I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's such a funny show. Great stuff. Uh, It's sad to see that it is the last uh, season for that show. And I think it's going to end, what, middle of September? And then, uh, luckily, Family Guy starts up after that, which is good. So, <laughs> yeah, those are my, my two good shows I, I highly recommend people uh, uh, take a look at. But, yes, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, watching that, um, too bad they're not going to keep on going. I, I Although you kind of wonder just how much it could keep on going, given a lot of the uh, um, modern or the contemporary references they make. Uh, like this one deals a lot with the, the coronavirus and then... Uh, um with the racial tensions in the United States as well so but yeah good show good stuff on that one anyway hope you guys are well I guess it's only Tuesday so we got lots left in the work week but I guess um the parents are sending their kids off to school so they might be a little bit happier who knows uh but uh yeah and uh I guess back to life as usual (laughs) as much as usual as much as normal as it can be uh given the uh the, the, the constant reminder that the coronavirus is still out there somewhere anyway hope you guys are well have a good one this one went on a little bit longer than i thought but i uh, hope you guys got something out of it thanks a lot for listening we'll talk again Bye bye